0: Cool. Hey.
1: Thank God. That was real good, wasn't it? Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, amen. I'm glad you're here tonight. I'm glad I'm here. And I'm uh, glad I'm not going to hell no more. Uh, amen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What a blessing. Amen. Let's sing Jesus Loves Me. Can we do that? Mm-hmm. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible. Roloff said uh, he wasn't looking for the undertaker, he was looking for the upper taker. And brother Roloff brother. said this he said, We live in a Kleenex generation. He said, People can't take a blow anymore. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. I heard one old preacher say, People don't get right with God, they just change churches. Uh-oh. <laughs> Now, I'll tell you, we need to quit the sin business, amen, we need to get right with God, and uh, I'll tell you, it's a blessing to be right with the Lord, amen, and you can be as close to God as you want to be, amen, the Bible says, draw nigh to God, and He'll draw nigh to you, amen, and I just kind of have a habit of crawling up in His lap and drawing nigh to Him, amen, it's just good, amen, and uh, what a blessing, amen, if you have your Bibles tonight, we're going to jump right to the, the message tonight, thank everybody for coming tonight, we've had a great week, the first night of the revival, we preached on David and Bathsheba, and we just uh, preached on sin, amen, we've got, got to get cleaned up if we're going to have a revival.
2: revival.
1: My people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. And you know, we can't just sit here and act like we got it all together, because a lot of us, we, we, uh, we're not going out and going to get drunk or something like that, but a lot of us, we're just kind of got the gloss. That's why David, when he committed his sin, he said, Restore to me the joy. Yeah. The joy of, of, of thy salvation. It wasn't his salvation, it was the Lord's salvation. Yeah, amen. amen. What a blessing. Amen. So let the joy of Jesus put a smile upon your face. Amen. And I'll tell you, you, get right with the Lord, and your spirit's good uh, when you get right with the Lord. And if your spirit's not right, and you're not right with the God, your spirit's wrong. People can tell that, it Makes sense that. Like, what's wrong with her? And, uh, you know, wow, we've got to work on that. And the Bible says uh, in John 13, it says, By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one to another. Yeah. That's good, the handshake deal. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I like that, because it's just like everybody loving on everybody, you know. And again, that's good. It's a blessing, okay. And uh, it's not right when somebody comes into the church and they can kind of feel that tension, like, you know, don't you dare sit in my seat and all that. Stuff. Man, come early, you know, you pick your seat, whichever one you want, amen? Right. There's no assigned seats at Baptist churches, amen? But man, some people get to kind of get their tail feathers, feathers, ruffled, whenever somebody sits in their seat because they've been sitting there so long. And uh, man, we need to get up off our blessed assurance and you know, pass out some tracks, talk to people about Jesus, amen? Turn to Colossians chapter three, and i tell you that. Relationship with Jesus, Philippians, Colossians on Tuesday night, we preached on, uh, on Jonah, and that was a good revival type message, and then um, last night we preached about uh, uh, four things that Solomon went after in Ecclesiastes, and, and uh, that was a good one. But tonight we're going to give you the ingredients of a Christian home. The ingredients of a Christian home, okay? And I think if we're going to have a revival, amen? I, I, I'm so thankful for my wife, and I love my wife. I mentioned we've been married for 43 years. Uh, going back, you know, we met at our Christian school, and her her grandfather was a pastor of a local church. and Our church had a school, and they brought a group of kids over to our, you know, from their church, so to speak, and they came to our Christian school, and we met in the Christian school when we were just teenagers, amen, and uh, we liked each other and all that stuff, and then in the process of time, we got married, amen, and now 43-plus years later, we've got all these uh, children. We had four children, Joe, Janine, Jake, and Jenna. I'm J.D. My wife's name is Deanna. We thought about renaming her. She's the only one without a J. But anyway... uh, uh, my life is a blessing, I'm telling you, and uh, we have 13 grandchildren and one great-grandbaby, and we love the Lord, amen, we love God. And I heard a preacher say one time, he said, uh, you know, if a child turns out right, it's the grace of God. It's the grace of God. It's in spite of their old oh, sorry mom and daddy, amen, it's the grace of God. We do the best we can, but it's the grace of God, if you have children, because you know, there's a lot of good families that have children that are away from the Lord. And, man, we need to pray. And I'm telling you, God can go and get them, amen, can. And I've seen that in my own family. I've seen God go and get them, amen. And it's a blessing when the Lord does that for a family. But uh, I want to give you some things tonight out of Colossians chapter number 3. And we're just going to jump in here and uh, and give you uh, some things here. And I'm going to give you a bunch of things. So uh, uh, kind of give it to you in phases, amen. Uh, Colossians chapter 3, verse number 1. The Bible says, If you then be risen with Christ... By the way, I'm glad I'm in Christ tonight. I'm glad I'm in the beloved. I'm glad I'm saved by the grace of God. Amen. a guy asked me the other day, "Are you one of these that believe in once saved, always saved?" Oh yeah, yeah. I believe in the eternal security of
0: the believer. I believe the Bible, amen. And uh, what a blessing,
1: amen. The gift of God is eternal life, and uh, we don't believe it, then you can lose it, amen. If you got it, you got it. If you don't, you need to get it, amen. And uh, we sing that second verse of the "Happy Birthday." of so you may know it, but uh, we sing the first verse, Happy Birthday, God Bless You. But then we sing, Happy Birthday to You. Only one will not be born again means salvation. How many have you? And that second birthday is the one you need to make sure to get. Amen. You're born once in your mama, but you must be born again if you're going to go to heaven. Amen. If you have been risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. And uh, again, we need to be seeking the Lord's face. We need to be setting our affection on things above. Seeking first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things. There's nothing wrong with things, but God is just wants to be first place. So we need to seek those things which are above. And where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your
2: affection
1: on things above. Well, we get kind of where we're living in our own little sideshow down here on earth, okay? And we need to be setting our affection on things above, okay? Not on things on the earth. For you are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. And I'm glad that I'm in Christ. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, and He is going to appear soon, then shall ye also appear with Him in glory. Mortify, therefore, the deeds, uh, or mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth. And then it gives us a whole list of things here that we're supposed to be uh, killing. Amen? Uh, 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 and again, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, uh, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry, for which things save, save the children, or uh, let's see, for which things say the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, in the which ye also walk sometime when ye lived in them. And you remember those days. Amen. I'm glad that I've been quickened. I've been made alive by the Spirit of God. I was dead in trespasses and sin. Thank God He quickens us, doesn't He? And by the Spirit of God. Verse number 8. But now, He also put off all these. And here's another list of things to put off. Anger. Well, that's a good one. If you want to have your Bible, you're going to have to put your anger off.
0: Amen.
1: You're going to have to put your anger off. A lot of people have anger issues. And one of my favorite verses in all the Bible is Psalm 62. you might want to write that one down it says this my soul wait thou only upon God for my expectation cometh from Him are you listening to me what happens is we start putting our expectation in people and circumstances and then when things don't go the way we thought they should go we get all bent out of shape and we get angry it's broken expectations where yeah, anger right. comes from and man the problem is is we didn't have our expectations in the right place to begin with yeah, right. my soul you knew what you want to do my soul waits out only upon God for my expectations yeah, from him yeah. well you get your expectation him you can have revival amen yeah. hey you can have revival just if you keep pushing that reset button on my, oh man I got to get my expectations back in God I'm getting really upset with this lady or this situation or whatever well you got misplaced expectations and it will happen to everybody. Preachers
2: included. Man, the Bible is just good, isn't it? I just
1: love it. Amen? Anger. We've got to get rid of our anger. Wrath. Malice. Malice. That's like evil badness. People commit crimes. With. My dad used to be a state trooper. They call it malice aforethought, Where they knew what they planned what they were going to do. They knew what they were doing. You know what I'm saying? And they get it with malice. Blasphemy. Fill the communication out of your mouth. We're supposed to put all this off. Lie not one to another. Someone said a liar traveled two miles while the truth is putting his boots on. That's all right. Right, brother. Amen. Liar, 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 pants on fire. So you're not supposed to say that. Well, the Bible says lie not one to another. So let me just stick with the Bible.
2: <laughs>
1: Seeing that you have put off the old man with his deed. Now watch this. And I like this. Oh, we call it maybe the law of replacement. You know, where you put off all this bad stuff, but then God tells us what to put on, doesn't he? He's a good Amen. God. Amen. Amen thought of everything. And had put on the new man... And therefore, for any man being Christ, he's a new creature. Amen. Old things are passed away. Hold all things will become new. The new man which is renewed in, the, in, in in knowledge after the image of him that created him. You know who we're trying to be like? Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Amen. We're trying to conform to the image of his son. Amen. Amen. And what a blessing. Amen. And where there's neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free. But Christ is all and in all. What a blessing. Amen. Let's sing that little chorus. Christ is all I need. Christ is all I need. that we're thinking about, uh, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, will forgive their sin, will heal their land. So we're just kind of thinking about revival related to our homes tonight, okay? So uh, I don't know if you've ever done a recipe and maybe you forgot something and you left it out and it was a flop. How many of y'all know what we're talking about right there? I mean, there are some ingredients that you, you know, maybe some ingredients you might be able to get by... But, man, there's some ingredients that it's like, this is terrible. You know what I'm saying? You leave something out. And, and again, I'm thinking about the ingredients of a Christian home, okay? So I, I don't want to just kind of have a few of these. I want to kind of try to hit on all of them, okay, related to the Word of God and, and having these ingredients in my life and in my home, okay? The Bible says here, uh, again, uh, the new man, and we're, we're talking about putting on therefore as the elect of God, and it says, holy and beloved. And then it gives us some things here, bowels of mercy. Some ingredients here, if you please. Bowels of mercy. That's just having a sympathizing spirit, you know. Where You know, when Jesus saw the multitudes, remember that? He was moved with compassion on them. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he, he had bowels of mercy toward the multitudes that were lost. He saw them as sheep having no shepherd. You remember that? Yes, In yes. Matthew 9, I think it was. And, and wow, pray therefore the Lord of the harvest, he send forth laborers into his harvest. And, you know, listen to me now. But look at me. We can get so desensitized by the world, that we don't care about things that matter to God. right? Yep. Man, there's a world out here, y'all, that's going to hell. Right. right. And there's a world where people lost, lost people everywhere. And, you know, we can just kind of be in our own little whatever, you know, uh, bubble or zone or whatever, you know. We're passing by people that are on their way to hell, and we can be giving them a track. We can be talking to them about the Lord. We can be letting our light so shine, you know. That's what revival time is about. It's a new beginning of obedience. Re means, uh, you know, re means again, vibe means life, revival means life again. I can tell some of y'all, man, you need (laughs) revival. I said it the other night. About half the people I preached to look like they're they're constipated. Amen. Amen? They really do. they got that old scowl on their face. And I'm thinking, where's the joy of Jesus in all this? Yeah. Vows of mercy. Then kindness. Kindness. And again, just having an inward, uh, tender, unfeigned you know, uh, love. Uh, you know, Just having mercy on people. There's a lot of people in the world that are a lot less uh, fortunate than we are. Are you all with me on that? even here in America, there are people, there are families that are hurting and and they get overwhelmed with their problems. A lot of them haven't maybe had the, you know, the opportunities and things like that. Maybe that we've been afforded. And, and my heart goes out for people like that. We have a bus ministry. And I, I love our little bus kids. And I thank God for them. But, man, it's hard to see some of the home lives that they grow up in. And little kids come to church and they're hungry and things like that. And that just gets your heart if you have the heart, amen? And that's what we're talking about, kindness. And I like the story of Ephesians in the Bible, the kindness of the king. A little cripple boy, in Amen. And the king showed him kindness, didn't he? Amen. He could eat at my table. Amen. Amen. And what a blessing. Isn't God good to us like that? Amen. And then humbleness of mind. And again, humbleness of mind is just kind of esteeming others uh, better than ourselves. And, and, and again, that's a spirit of, of Christ and, to, to kind of handle things the way Jesus would. And then meekness. I Are mean, you look at your Bible there. Meekness. It's given us verse number 12. Humbleness of mind. Meekness. And uh, meekness is not weakness. It's just submitting to God. Moses was the meekest man in all the earth, and what a great man of God, and leader he was for the war, but long-suffering, and just kind of patiently uh, bear the evil words and the evil actions of others, and, and just, just just long-suffering. You just hang in there. And then forbearing one another, putting up with one another, I say amen right there, yeah. and then forgiving one another, forgiving one another. Yeah. And, and what a blessing, man, to, to, to be able to forgive one another. That's a big thing, y'all. Yeah, right. And, uh, you know, sometimes I give that little acrostic, you know, that little A-C-T-S, and, and the A is accept what you can't change. You know, there's a lot of things that happen in our lives that we just can't. I mean, if, if we could change it, we would, but we can't change it. Right. So we have to accept what we can't change, sometimes about ourselves i got a big old snout, amen. I've got a big super nose. Well, that's the nose God gave me, so I might as well get over it, amen. And just, uh, you know, accept what I can't change about my big nose, okay, or whatever, you know. But God made me this way, and I'm special. And by the way, you're special to God. You're significant. The devil's a liar. You listen to me, the devil is a liar, and the devil is a loser. And He's the Father of all lies. And the devil tries to get you down and, and kind of stomp you when you're down and makes you think that God doesn't care. But I'm telling you, Jesus cares. Oh, yes, He cares. His heart is touched with my grief. When the days are weary and the long nights dreary, I know my Savior
2: cares.
1: Hey, listen, He loves me, He loves me, he loves me. This I know. He gave Himself to die for me because He loved me. Right. I'm telling you, you're significant to God. Amen. There's a God in heaven who That's loves God. you. Amen. And listen, He's got. Listen, you're of more value than many sparrows. Right, brother. All this anxiety and anxiousness. Hey, said a robin to a sparrow, "I should really like to know why these anxious human beings rush around and worry so." <laughs> said the sparrow to the robin, "Friend, I think that it must be that they have no heavenly Father
0: such as." Oh, I'm telling
1: you, there's a, hey. the birds aren't wor- worried about where their next meal's coming from. You know why? They know there's a God in heaven that's going to take yeah, man, care of them. Man, can man, I tell man, you right. this? That God, You're significant. God has the very hairs of your head numbered. Man, I'm glad he can subtract. <laughs> <laughs> amen. Mine are off. Some, some people turn gray, mine turn loose. Amen. And, uh, wow. What a blessing. But I'm glad that I'm significant to yes, sir, God amen. Amen. Yeah, uh, significant, you're significant to God right. don't true. ever forget that amen. I'm a joint heir of Jesus Christ yes, sir, amen. and what a blessing I'm a child amen. of the king hey, listen, I, you know, I'm just sojourning down here I've got a house not made with hands eternal into heaven amen. when life on this earth is over I'm going to heaven to be with Jesus amen. and to depart is far better and to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord and I'm tired I don't, why would I even want to give the devil the time of day I'm not of my father, the devil, no more. No, I've been born again. Yeah. 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 Right. Amen. I'm a child of God. Yes. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, man, I love the Bible. Don't you? Yeah. Wow. On. Forbearing one another, forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. What's that mean? Well, that means if you've got some animosity or ill will or, or some bitterness in your heart towards somebody, you need to let that go. You need to forgive them.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: The A on that little acrostic I started on a while ago is the A is accept what you can't change. The C is change bitterness to forgiveness. You know, you're going to live with what's happened to you, whatever circumstances. You might be totally innocent. Totally innocent. But if you allow bitterness to get in your heart against somebody else, then two wrongs don't make a right.
2: right. You're
1: wrong to have bitterness in your heart. Are you listening to me? Right. And so you're going to live with the pain of what's happened to you, but the choice is yours. You can live with the pain in bitterness, or you can choose
2: forgiveness. That's right.
1: And the Bible says, hey, you forgive. And you know when Jesus hung on the cross, He said, Father, oh yeah, forgive them.
2: Right.
1: Remember when He said that? For they know not what they do. I'm talking about the people who hung Him there. It's bad, y'all. He yeah. found it in, it's hard to forgive them. Yeah. I preach true. a lot of missions conferences. I preach more missions conferences than I do anything. And I travel with missionary shoes. And I have uh, shoes of missionaries who've gone home to be with the Lord. And so I, I run into a lot of missionaries because I'm doing all these missions conferences and, and all of that. And I tell my church, hey, it's a gift that keeps on giving. And I go out and encourage the church and, they, you know, uh, help lay the foundation Young church planters, church, and teach and preach on faith promise, and then they give to mission. long after I'm back to Arkansas, and they keep on giving, their church grows, their faith grows, and it's unbelievable what God has done. Amen? Amen. So I'm just glad to be on the team. But years ago, we had this missionary couple, and they came to visit our church, and I noticed that the lady had scar tissue on her, on her arms. He and I had known this couple for a long time, and uh, they went to Oklahoma Baptist College back in the day, Dr. Jim Vineyard's school over there. And uh, but anyway, uh, I would have never asked the missionary wife, "What? How did you get burned?" I was, you know, you would go there and ask that question. But on Saturday night at the missions conference, we had testimonies, Pastor. We had testimonies. The missionary wives gave testimonies. Well, Miss Jolene Sloan got up and she began to give her testimony. And uh, Jolene was a little girl in Oklahoma City. And when she was forty, when she was two years old, her mama poured boiling water on her. Her mama went to prison. It was rough y'all. And that's what melted her little skin off as a little girl. And Jolene found out. Jolene grew up, and, and a bus worker knocked on her door one day. She was four years old. She was living with her grandma. And her grandma gave her permission to go to church, to Sunday school on the bus, church bus. And just a little girl, and she started riding that church bus. Well, her bus captain got burdened about Jolene, and he found, you know, got permission for her to go to the Christian school, and he paid the tuition for that little girl to go to the Christian school. She went all 12 years to Windsor Hills Christian Academy uh-huh. in Oklahoma City. She graduated, went to Bible College, and she met David Sloan, her husband. And, and they fell in love in, in Bible College, and they became missionaries to the Ukraine. Yeah, they were missionaries to the Ukraine for, for several, several years. Well, they were at our missions conference, so we took them on and supported them. He's out at Brother Trevor's now in California, I think over a Spanish ministry or something like that. Good, good family. Good man, David and Joe Limpone. Good, great couple. Well, that night she gave that testimony about getting burned when she was a little girl. And, and then she told the story about getting all of it, And then she came back and said that many years went by and they were had uh, become missionaries David and Jolene had. And they were going out to California to raise some support. She found out that her mama was living in Arizona. And God put it on her heart. She hadn't seen her mama in all those years. And God put on Jolene's heart to stop and, and she got reacquainted with her mama. Forty-five minutes she spent with her mama and it was real awkward. And you can imagine after all those years of what had happened. And uh, it was real awkward. They went on out to California raised some support out there and on their way back through they stopped and they spent six hours with her mama. And they took her to eat and everything and by the grace of God, Jolene Sloan. Jolene Sloan met her mama.
2: Jesus
1: Amen. So who does that remind you of, preacher? It reminds me of Jesus forgiving Amen. those that nailed him to the cross. Amen. And Jolie found it in her heart because of the grace of God and what God had done in her heart. Listen, how dare we? How dare we? In light of all that God's done for us, how dare we keep some bitterness in our heart and some animosity and some wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking in our heart towards somebody else? Man, you need to throw up. We've been talking about picking the ticks off of you, but some of you need to throw up and get all that bitterness out of your heart. Amen. Are you listening to me? Change the bitterness. Change the bitterness to forgiveness. By the way, when you forgive, you get released. Oh, yeah. Hey, but listen, that doesn't mean the offender's off the hook, because God says vengeance is mine. I will repay, the Lord said. I will repay, vengeance mine. I just let the Lord have it. That doesn't mean the offender's getting by. You know, you don't have to take matters in your own hands. No, you forgive. obey, well there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. You just trust the Lord. He'll take care of it. He's got your back. Yep. Oh, yeah. Amen. Yeah. But, hey, you got to forgive. you got to let it go, don't you? How many of y'all know somebody, they're just, man, they got so much bitterness in their heart? How many of y'all know somebody like that? Somebody you love a lot. Used to be in church, used to be active, but they got hurt somewhere along the way and they got bitter. And they're out on God right now because of that bitterness. Man, they're lashing out at people and, boy, just chicken- Bitterness, told, bitterness always destroys its container. It's just like a cancer, man. It'll eat you from the inside right. out. Right. Man, you get rid of that stuff. I'm telling you, if you get rid of it, it will it will help you like you've never been helped before. That's right. Are you with me? I got bit by a brown recluse spider several years ago, and I had two places on my leg. And that brown recluse is very deceptive. He set that poison on my leg. I guess they like dark places. And even then, probably one of my suit pants had been hanging in the closet. And I did not know that, and I didn't know a brown recluse spider bit me. And so I, you know, I've got these two places on my leg, and I'm treating the outside of it with neosporin, triple antibiotic ointment, all that, all the time. That poison—it's like an acid—it just starts killing your flesh. That's what the brown recluse spider bite does. And so I didn't know it was brown recluse, so I'm like treating the surface, and it's just not—it's getting worse. It's going deeper and deeper. I've got red streaks. going i I'm, I'm preaching in Jacksonville, Arkansas, and there was a, 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 a Brother Files church there, and there was a, a military doctor there. There's an Air Force base there. And at the, at the Air Force base, there was Dr. Lin, and Dr. Lin was Oriental, oriental Chinese or whatever, you know. And so uh, I, I knew he was a medical doctor, and I asked him, I said, Dr. Lin, could you look at my leg? And we went in the bathroom, and I pulled my suit pants up, and as soon as he saw it, he said, oh, spider bite. Spider bite. I said, spider bite. And he just he treated so many in the military, he knew immediately it was a brown recluse spider bite. And so he said, after church, you come with me. I said, okay. So, man, we went to, and I've never been in the military, but I sat in his car, and he went in and got his little black bag, took him to his house. And I'm sitting there, you know, and his little gar- girl had one of Chinese fans, one of them funeral home fans, and she's fanning fan Brother Weed You know, I'm sweating and everything. About that time, uh, one of his boys came by named Joey, and Joey played basketball against my son. My, both my boys were real good basketball players. And Joey comes screaming, and he says, hey, look at you, and Joey. And, and he's like 17 years old, and, and Joey's laughing and everything, and he, and I'm sweating and everything, a little drove fan Brother Weedo. Dad's getting all this betadine solution and black thing around my leg and, and all this. And he said, Brother Weedo, I said, yeah. And he said, the last guy that Dad operated on here at the house, he said, he had an ingrown toenail. He said, he died on the operating table. And he starts laughing, you know. You know? <laughs> he walks on off. Well, anyway, the doctor, you know, he starts uh, he starts shooting that stuff in your leg, you know, that numbs it, you know. And he had to put a lot of that in there because he kept, like, he'd get he shots. And then he'd say, can you feel this? And he's got his little instruments, and I can still feel it. He'd get another shot. And another. But he had to do like all the way around my leg, like because it was so infected. He had to put a lot of gist in there to make it numb, if you know what I'm talking about. Well, he got it all dead and numb, and then he got his instruments out, and he's talking to me, you know. And the little girl's fanning me with the, the Chinese fan or the funeral home fan or whatever.
0: And she's like eight
1: years old, and she's fanning Brother Weedo, and I'm sitting there, and the doctor saying, Brother Weedo. Got his little instruments, you know, and he's like cutting all this dead flesh and digging a hole, cutting two plugs out of my leg and said, This is Brother Weedle. He said, Brother Weedo, we gotta we gotta get all the poison out.
2: Yeah.
1: We gotta get all the poison out before the healing process can start. Right. And man, he dug down, got all that old dead flesh out of there, and basically had two clean holes uh, and, and then he had to pack them and all that, and then I had to kinda of limp around for a while and let it kinda of fill back in and everything and, and all of that. But I had to get all the poison. Are you listening to me? You gotta get all that bitterness out. Uh, yeah. Some people carry, and I mean, listen. Good people in good churches carry that stuff around for years and years and years, and and you know, and we got to get that out, y'all. We're gonna have a revival. Are you with me? If we're gonna be, you know, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord's not gonna hear my prayer. So what? Right. I mean, I mean, are we kidding ourselves? You think we're just gonna cover all this stuff up and and then have God send a revival? No, we got to get clean, don't we? Yeah. We got to get clean. We got to let the Lord clean us up very quickly. Now, let me give you this, and uh, very quickly, and uh, look at verse number. 14, we're talking, if any man, verse 13, have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Now, verse 14, above all these things, put on charity. Amen. Charity never fails, does it? And we need everything covered with charity. Everything needs to be covered with love. You've heard it said, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, which is the bond of perfectness. How do you say that? Verse number 15. Now let me give you this little, least some more ingredients right here. But these are ingredients I want to kind of focus in on. Number one, very quickly, look at your Bible, verse 15. And let the peace of God, and let the peace of God, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts. And I'll tell you, I like I like peace. When there's peace in my home, somebody says, if mom ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. There's a lot of truth in that statement. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Peace. 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 Wonderful peace. Yeah. Coming down from the Father, but sweep yeah. over my yeah. spirit forever, I pray. Man, yeah. 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 I'll tell you, I want that peace of God which yeah. passeth all understanding. Yeah. It's good, isn't it? Amen. Yeah, yeah. Lord, give me a dose of that peace. Yeah, yeah I want some of that in my home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We want revival in my home, Lord. Give me a dose of that peace. Yeah. I like it. Here's a an extra real quick. Uh, peace, let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Number two, for that which also in your father one body can be thankful. 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 Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. His name. He's good, isn't he? Wow, the Lord is good. Man, I just want to be thankful. He were not here last night, but I told him the story about me having prostate surgery back in February and, and uh, had uh, laser surgery in Delray Beach, Florida. I live in Delray, Arkansas. So I kind of went to Delray Beach, Florida. never been there before. never seen the doctor before, but I had my prostate cancer removed. But the men came forward last night and were here and they gathered around me. We're going to pray, and we thank God. We thank God. Whether or not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? I mean, uh, it's like 10% of the people, maybe, or, you know, 10%, one out of ten, you know, glorify God. Hey, my uh, preacher's talking about today, like, wow, preacher, this is it's a miracle, the weather this week. Oh, it's so hot. You know, and then this week, it's been like 79, 78, 81, today's like 86 or something like that. You know, next week's like 99 or whatever, you know, whatever it is. Where I live at, at right now it's like 101. You know, it's hot in Arkansas. And I was thinking, I told Pastor, I wouldn't call him. I'm like, dude, what are you thinking? I'm no fat boy, you know. I don't know. I'm not acclimated to the heat like this. You know, I'm going to go belly up and it's going to be bad. 110 in the shade, you know. And I was thinking, man, this thing going to work. You know, So we had plan B, we had a contingency plan, but man, then it's like California weather, brother. It's like seventy, like, you know, get down it, man, the mornings are awesome, aren't they? Like 50, 50 something. I mean, I'm telling Pastor Man, we need to start cooking some chili, I mean it's chili. <laughs> get this in, in August, well man, you know, what about thanking God for that? He's in control of the weather, isn't he? I'm just saying, man, I, I yeah, I, I need a dose of that thankfulness. You know, sometimes, you know, we're so selfish, and we're so stingy and so ungrateful. We're that way we're, we're that way by nature. That old old nature, but man, we need to be so thankful, yes, so thankful. Yeah, I need that peace of God, and I need that. I need to be thankful. And it says, "Let the, the Word of Christ dwell in you richly." Hey, listen, I don't need less Bible. Right. I need more yes, Bible. Right. Right. Yeah. Yes, yes sir. Brother. Man, I love the Bible. Yes. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. And then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Someone said a shut Bible is a shut heaven. Oh, listen, that's God's Word. That's God's Word. Man, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law that he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water bringing forth his fruit his seed. His leaf also shall not wither. Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. You want God to bless your heart? You want to have revival in your own life? Hey, you need to immerse yourself in that Bible. Amen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I love the Bible. Amen. I love the Word of God. We had an elderly lady. She went home to be the Lord this last year. She was 89 years old. She was going to be 90 in October of this year. And her name is Carol Bridges. And I was over there visiting her one day, one of our shut-ins, you know, and I was over there visiting her, she, she pulled out this Bible. And she told me this story. She said, when I was a little girl, about nine years old, eight years old. There were six of us little kids, and there's a new church that opened up down on College Avenue in El Dorado, Arkansas. called Parkview Baptist Church. And she said, we just lived right down the street. So one day, my mama got all six of her little kids, and we walked down to the church. We walked down there. And we was walking home, and Miss Marie Lucian was her mama. And Carol said, Mama, what was that black book? that man was talking out of it. And Miss Lucian said to Carol, Carol, that's the Bible. That's God's Word. That's the Bible. And Carol said on her 13th birthday, her mama bought her her very own Bible. And she had that Bible. She's 89 years old. She had that Bible. And her mama bought it. It was old and, and, and worn and all that. But she said, Preacher, when I hug my Bible, when I hug my Bible, I feel like I'm hugging Jesus. Wow, what a blessing. What a blessing. You know, and, and listen, I'm just telling you, we need to fall in love with God's word. God. Yeah,
2: yeah. Matter,
1: yeah. We really do. I love the Bible. Yes, sir. My, my brother, Brother Roberts here and his wife, they serve with the Beans Bible Ministry in Gulfport, Mississippi, and, and I'm honored to, to have a part in that ministry. We have a Bible day every year. We pass out Bible read schedules. And the, the Beans Bible Ministry was started by Julian Pope way back in the day with Johnny Pope's uh, Daddy and all that, but Dr. Renee Ferret had been over for years, and now Dr. Butch uh, is over, but uh, uh, Arthur Locker. But anyway, uh, Beans has given out over two million whole hardback Bibles. Jesus. People around the world. Right. I was over in the Philippines, and and there was ninety-three Filipino national pastors lined up, and we had like a whole wall of Bibles. It was unbelievable. And I've been down to Gulfport. I packed Bibles and all that stuff, but you know what? I've never handed the case of Bibles to those national pastors. No, that's going back in the mountains to places i never go in this lifetime. But I thank God for people here in America that give money to provide Bibles that's for right. other people that's in right. other parts of the world. That's they right. wouldn't have a Bible where not somebody provide there's no bookstores and things that's like that, in right. those places like that. That's right. God using people like us to be a blessing to people like that. To right. have need of a Bible. When I was a little boy in the sixties, I was born in 1960 so about nineteen Satya Avenue Baptist Church in San Antonio, Texas. That's where they walked the aisle and got saved by the grace of God. But a bonder called Bonham Sr. was their preacher. But there's a lot of talk about what would happen back in those days if the communists took over in America. You know, there's a lot of stuff about all that going on. And I'm a little boy, you know, I'm a, I wonder what a communist is. And I'm a little boy, but they said, you know, the first thing going to happen when the, when the communists take over is they're going to confiscate all the Bibles. Well, man, I heard that. We went home to church that Sunday afternoon. I'm six years old. Man, I got everybody's Bible. I slept and got everybody's Bible. I hit everybody's Bibles. <laughs> it came time for church, and, and everybody's looking for their Bibles, you know. <laughs> Where's my Bible? Where's my Bible? Where, you know, and then finally I fessed up. And I said, I took them. I said, well, why'd, you do, why'd you take all my Bibles? I said, I didn't want the communists to get them. <laughs> so, anyway, Listen, you better be reading your Bible, amen, amen. and hiding the word, God's word, in your heart, amen. amen. Wow. Wow ingredients. Number one, the peace of God. Number two, thankfulness. Number three, the word of God. Number four, look at your Bible there. It says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. And we talked about that. And I need God's wisdom. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. God, please, I don't know what to do. I need your instruction. I need you to guide me. I need your wisdom. And then uh, number five, are move right along here. And uh, number five, verse number 16 again. It says, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns, excuse me, in spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. People, please listen to me. This is the big one right here. Christ honoring music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, you know, we probably all, maybe not all, but a lot of people, you know, when we first get saved and all that, we've kind of, you know, country or music or, or rock music or rap music, or, you know, that we have the world's music. And that's a, that's a hard one for people to let go of sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm I'm sure, I mean. Sometimes that's a hard one to let go of when you that's get right. hooked on that, you know, and, and, and all of that. But I'll tell you, that's a, that's a real big one. You know, you can come to a Red hot preaching service, man, the Spirit of God's there, and boy, you just got goosebumps on top of, top of your goosebumps. And uh, one old country preacher, no, I ain't even going to say that. Let of these country preachers will get you in trouble. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I'm just saying this to you, you know, if you can go out in your car and you turn on the world's music, and just like a million people right. Right. You know, It'll just sap, it'll sap the spirit of God right out of
0: your life. Right. Right. So, you know, of course, you've heard all that
1: where, you know, you play it backwards, you know, country music backwards, and you get your wife back and your dog back and you pick that truck and all that, called, you know, back masking
0: or whatever it is. But anyway, I don't know
1: about all that, but, but anyway, I just know I love God's
0: music because I'm God's child. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's a big one. Then the last one tonight will be done. Verse 17, and this is accountability to Christ. Someone said, "When there's no accountability it produces irresponsibility.
2: Yeah. Verse
1: 17, whatsoever you do. Almost like the Lord said, in case I missed anything. He didn't miss anything, but he said, whatsoever you do. In word or deed, watch this now, do all. Do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. The ingredients of a Christian home the peace of God, thankfulness, the Word of God, wisdom, Christ, honor, and music, and accountability of Christ. What a blessing. What a blessing. Well, I don't know about you. I, I just, man, I, I just thank God for my family. My wife loves me. My wife loves God. Y'all would love my wife. She's a good lady, a godly lady. She's real. Ladies love my wife. There's no facade. My wife loves flowers. Lots and lots of flowers. I live in a jungle. She's got a hundred and something plants. And
0: she's always giving
1: people starts, whatever her start is. She's always sticking things in water and getting getting roots and helping them, you know, giving to other ladies and, and all of that stuff. But I, I love, I'm so thankful that my wife loves God. Amen, brother. God gave me a good life. He a wife. Amen. Yeah. One way said, Husbands, be not
2: bitter against your wife. One way said that. God help us. you've got me, animosity in your we got to get right. we got to get with yes. Amen. Are y'all, are y'all listening to me? Yeah, yes. I love my wife. My wife's my best friend, by the way, in well. Yeah. She's
1: my best friend. The in the church. Our church loves my wife. The kids love my wife. The kids love, my the kids love my It's a blessing, isn't it? Yes, sir. It Thank,
2: it God. Yeah. Thank God. My family loves the Lord. I got a of my youngest, 13 grandkids. And I got nine grandsons
1: and five little, four little <coughs> granddaughters and one little great the youngest of the girls, you know, the girls are special, you know, the boys are all knuckleheads We we hunt fish together, but all girls are precious. And my youngest little girl, her name's Olivia. Y'all would love Olivia. Oh my, everybody loves Olivia. Olivia was a bow baby, like where uh, they she had little bows in her hair, some company got my daughter, and they take pictures of her. She's real little and petite, but since she's a baby, she wore bows, you know, they send her bows and they take pictures of her, she's got all these little dresses and outfits. All that, she, I'm sure she's spoiled. But she's Papa's girl that makes me feel really good that she loves Papa.
2: You know how you know how
1: it goes, they get older and you know how that goes. It's not quite the same. But man, she loves Papa. So every service she comes to me and she says after church she says, Papa, can I go to your house? And it's real hard for me to say, No, don't come to my house, so I'll say, Yeah, 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 you can come to my house. So every church service she'll come to my house and if she can get her older cousin, Emily. Sitting in the back of the truck, she wants to drive by my cow pen. I got two cows, a steer, and a heifer. And she wants to go by the cow pen and see the cows. And we'll drive by there, sitting in the back of the truck, and watching and looking at the cows, having fun. And we get to the house, and she says, "Papa, could you make me some
2: popcorn?
1: I make her some popcorn. And I get her a bottle of water, and she'll call up in my lap, and she's just content. Just give we'll Pablo lap with popcorn. And I like popcorn. I mean, I like popcorn. Yeah, that's a blessing. So well, I mean she, uh, Olivia wants to go everywhere with Pawpaw. I mean, I've taken her with me uh, to change the oil of my truck. To, I mean, she's gone all over town with Pawpaw. And she's got her little car seat in the back and all that. Well, not long ago, we went to uh, a birthday party for Cooper, one of my other little grandsons, at our, our gymnasium. And so she said, Pawpaw, can I go with you? And she didn't know when I was born. And I said, well, yeah, that'd be alright. So I didn't know it, but she was really scared. We pulled into the car wash to wash my truck. Bar had already come down. and She said, Momo, I, I don't like car washes." Well, I didn't know that. And so I said, "Well, honey, I said we've already we're already in here, and I said it's going to be all right. Pompeo's here with you. You don't have to be scared." You know. I said, "You know, we'll take it just a minute." And so we got inside the car wash. You know, it's dark, and, and you know, the, I turned my mirrors in. You know, and then those brushes started kind of. Well, the brushes got down by her side. You know, and man, she's screaming bloody murder. And I'm like, "Oh,
2: great." great, you know, i have
1: traumatized my little three-year-old granddaughter, you know, and so I said, look toward the light, you know, look toward the light, we're almost done, you know, and I'm trying to talk her, and she's like, she was, well, she was just screaming, and she, she was scared, and she really was scared, so I felt like a dog, you know, so I got out, and I said, we got out on the highway, and I said, I said, Olivia, would you like to go to Dairy Queen, she doesn't call it a blizzard, she calls it a lizard, <laughs> I said, would you like to go to Dairy Queen and get a lizard? She's M lizard. And I, and I said, So she said, yes, sir. And so we pulled down the Dairy Queen right down the road, and we got her MM lizard. It's a little one, you know, a little mini deal. And she's got the little two little cup holders, So I'm like, okay, we're in Papa's truck. Be real careful. You know, she's got it there. She's got one of the big long rib spoons, Dairy Queen spoons, you know, and so she reaches in there. And I am pulling out on the road, you know, to, to pull out a dairy queen. She said, Papa said, What? She said, This is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that baby. listen to me. I want my life, I want my life to be a sweet smelling savor yes, in the nostrils of God. Yes. You know what God says? Is that, is that homemade biscuits in the oven? Is that, is that chocolate chip cookies I'm smelling? Or is that, shoot, what is that a cookie diaper? You know? Yeah, I don't want I want to be clean, and I want to be right inside of God. And I want Him to enjoy me like I've enjoyed my little baby. I want to be a blessing to Him. And I want to be clean. That home. How many of you say, preacher, I, I, I need some of that peace, that thankfulness, for the word of God. I, I need those things that you talk about, that wisdom, and that godly music. Preacher, would you pray for me? Slip your hand up there. Just some of these areas that you kind of need some, some encouragement in. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. And how many of you say, preacher, would you pray for my family, for my home? Would you slip your hand up right there? My children, maybe you love, or grandchildren. You're not sure about their salvation, they might be away from the God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. God
2: bless you. You, you. God bless you. God bless you. Father, bless the invitation now, Lord
1: and God. We love you and we need you Lord. God, we want our homes to be Christian Lord, not just with lip service. Lord God, we want we want to be real. We want to be right. Lord, we don't want to be uh, uh, thinking it, Lord, and, and, and uh, have a, a, a feigned love for you, Lord. No, we want to be real and, and genuine. People say, "Wow." That family loves God. Lord, we want to be a testimony for you. We know we're not perfect, but God, we need these ingredients, Lord. We want to be hitting on all cylinders. And that's why we're here tonight to get some help from your Holy Spirit and your word. Bless the invitation. the hands, you know, the hearts. Lord, there's some here with bitterness in their hearts tonight. I pray you'd help them. Or somebody they love that's full of bitterness, help them to pray for them tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's stand to our feet. You can pray in your seat, whatever you feel led to. A lot of people have been praying in their seats. Whatever you feel led to do tonight, we just invite you to come and pray. Yeah, God bless you. Deep, whatever you feel that to do, God bless you. Don't wait
2: on anybody else. It's good to know the Lord's going to be clean. He's going to be right, isn't it? Sure he is.